Hey guys, welcome to another episode of More Than the Podcast. It's your host, James. And as always, back to give you guys more of the greatness. And that's what we're going to do for uh, the entire 2021. Hopefully you guys had a really uh, good New Year's Day. So uh, happy holidays, happy New Year's to all of you. Uh, hopefully you guys have set your resolutions for the year and are off to uh, set those goals in motion and uh, become a better version of you. So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, supporting you guys in full. But what I want to do is get right into 2021 with more to the podcast. So let's do it. Um, I have a question. I have a question that is on my mind. The first question that I thought of when I woke up in 2021 and I wrote it all down and jotted it and said, when I record, this is what we're going to talk about. And it is, what is the definition of a gamer? What 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 essentially makes a gamer? Like when you think, you know, it, or if someone walks up to you or you observe at some point, someone says, I am a gamer. What does that mean to you? Like, what does it truly mean for someone or yourself to be a gamer? Like, is there a checkbox, you know, or a few, uh, you know, sub rules to being a gamer? I want to talk about it. So, um, you know, as I said, I thought it out for myself. And, uh, you know, to me, if you know, if you ask me the question, you say, hey, what 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 makes a gamer? Look, it's as simple as somebody who just loves to play games. That simple. And it doesn't have to be video games. It could be board games. It could be, uh, I don't know, mind games. It could be all kinds of stuff. It could be all kinds of stuff. If you make a game out of it, you're a gamer. And 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 that and it's just that simple, you know, to me. Uh so, you know, you know, again, clear cut and dry, I don't really I don't really think too hard about a gamer and and what what defines one <clears throat> but I know that there are many people out there who do have substandards on you know or or kind of a checklist on what things people need to be doing or are engaging in in order to classify themselves as a gamer so we're going to talk a little bit about that and you know kind of see whether you know some of these things make sense some of these things don't I, you know i i really kind of want to put it out there so my, my first question was this and this is something that <clears throat> you know i really feel like uh is a bit divisive so does a gamer have to have a particular amount of games like do you have to have a certain amount and you know like i i don't i don't necessarily think that a gamer needs to have a particular amount of games. I mean, if a person, you know, only has, I don't know, 10 games in their entire library, I mean, for, for you know, you could essentially look at them as someone who's beginning their journey in gaming and is enthusiastic about, you know, uh, putting that label onto themselves. Hey, I am a gamer because, you know, I got, you know, I just started playing um, Xbox uh, Series X. It's my first system. I grab 10 games, I love them all, and I play all the time. So is that, you know, like, is that enough for everyone else to believe that that person's a gamer? And I really think that's a question. I really do, you know. Um, and I think that, I think when you when you get into, you know, the amount of games 
that a person has because you know i mean i wouldn't start an argument to say oh well you got 10 well i mean over my lifetime i've had like you know hundreds of games yeah okay that's fine because because for me for me the the amount of games that i've had over a lifetime does not equate to the number of games that i have you know today i mean i think today you know especially in in, in the capacity of which you have them you know a lot of people collect uh physical copies of games i'm a digital person i do all my gaming digital i think i you know playstation 4 alone i have over 250 games that are digital you know uh and i mean i do get my physical copies of of this game or that um but i don't hold myself to this this uh singular standard of this is the only way that i'm going to consume games but going back to the number portion i think when you get you know to somebody who comparatively has more games than let's say again the person who only has 10 then they just basically become a subcategory of a gamer they become a collector and a collector is a gamer because you know they just have you know a large quantity of you know the said games so um so yeah I, I don't really think that a person needs to have a certain number of games i i think you could just have one game and if you're really enthusiastic about the one game that you got and you really see the potential of of growing you know you know with yourself growing into more you know uh, with gaming then yeah you're you're totally a gamer you know like you're totally a gamer you know i would never i would never I would I if somebody told me that they were a gamer, I don't look to have people prove anything. That's never the question for me. It's never, you know, well, how many games have you played or do you know the history of Final Fantasy or, you know, um did you play, you know, what what was the first Mario Brothers game? Oh, Super Mario? Nope, it wasn't. You know, like like I no, cuz then again, you 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 know, it, it's sub it's subcategories. Because then, you know, if you're doing somebody like that, you probably are, are a gaming historian. You know, somebody who just knows everything about every game. I know many people who do that to me. Like, I've been I've been around for decades. And I've played games since arcades have existed, uh, onto consoles. I've had almost every single console under my roof. And I could barely tell you anything about five of the hundreds of games that I've played over the years you know like I, I I can't give you you know the thorough history of any one genre I mean I'm very enthusiastic about a lot of stuff and even things that I'm super enthusiastic about I probably couldn't tell you like the deep-seated information about a you know a genre or 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 a franchise so you know I I, I really just think that it's the it's the magnitude in which some gamers are invested i think that's really a, a big tell on on the type of gamer but i don't i don't think that that negates a person just you know going back to the basic question it doesn't negate a person just being a gamer it doesn't so let me here, here here's my other question because th this is something that a lot of other people may think about when judging a person and whether they are a true gamer do you have to complete every game you buy do you have to complete games in order to be a true gamer and i say no because i know and, and this is another thing that kind of goes into that subcategory of uh collector you know there's and there's there's many of us who 
you know, we, we go out and we buy the games and sometimes, you know, other games come out and then our interest wanes a bit and we go left or right and then we don't come back to the center where we were focusing on that one game. And it'll happen progressively until we have hundreds of games stacked up and we probably didn't finish half of them. It's called a backlog. And a lot of us gamers do have backlogs. Um, you know, I it's really funny because when you think about backlogs from a historical context, um, you know, kids didn't have backlogs when things like Nintendo existed, you know. And I know I know you're probably thinking like, oh, James, I had hundreds of games. Yeah, we all had hundreds of games. But also think about how long, you know, like the NES lasted that that system lasted for a long time. So, you know, between the amount of time that the system was out, you know, itself and the thousands of games that came out and all of, you know, the hundreds that were within our interest, it was easier to to come along and you know, and, you know, how, how many birthdays in between, how many birthdays in between the release of the system, you purchasing the system, and then inevitably, you know, getting to the next system, did you have before you, you know, you amassed those, you know, 60 to 100 games, you know, it doesn't take much, there's, there's many Christmases, many holidays, many times, you know, you got relatives visiting, and they don't know what to get you, but they heard you like Mega Man, it's like, it's those reasons that you got those games, you know, uh, because at, because at the time we weren't buying our own games and, and, and what was really funny back then, um, you know, one of the reasons why we couldn't have been, you know, collectors of games back then, um, is because these games were hard. <laughs> these games were super hard. And I don't know about your parents, but I know in my house, it was basically like this. You're not getting another game until you beat the one I bought you. It was that. And, and, and I, th- I always thought that was the silliest way for my mom to engage me in the reasoning of why I couldn't have any more video games because she wasn't going to sit down and watch me, you know, uh, beat Dr. Wally on Mega Man three. She wasn't going to watch. So I could just walk up to her and tell her I'd beat the game. But, but what was always funny was that kids held a certain amount of truth back then too. So, you know, if you told your mom, you did something, especially if you, especially with as hard as Nintendo games were, I don't think that there's ever a reason to lie and say that you beat something when you truly didn't. Because when you beat something on Nintendo, you were ecstatic and you wanted everybody to know. And I think the the added caveat is that this was this was a time where, um, and I'm man, I'm, I'm severely dating myself because I'm sitting here, you know, dancing around in the time of the NES. But um, this is a time where you know you had friends come over. You know, you had your neighbors, you had your, you know, your, your, uh, <clears throat> you know, your school pals and, and whatnot. And it came over. And a lot of the times the, the skill sets that you may have lacked in a particular area on a game, they were able to amplify or add to uh, the experience of completing any particular game. I know for one, I could never beat Contra by myself, but with a friend. And if we were both lucky enough to get the spread, we would destroy the game. We would absolutely destroy it. I could never beat Double Dragon 2, The Revenge, by myself. But, you know, with a friend who was, you know, very enthusiastic about not being touched by any enemies because they understood the importance of, say, you know, reserving your your life 
for the latter portion of the game, it, it, it became a, it became an easier feat. So, you know, um, going, you know, going back to the to the point of collecting, you know, and, and, and even, you know, bringing friends into this. You know, how many how many times have you borrowed a game from a friend and they just forgot or they moved or something like that? Like those were, you know, these were different circumstances that we used to live by that we no longer live by. Um, and they were the and I honestly believe that they were the factors that a lot of games generally amassed a number of games that they did. You know, we were kids. Kids don't collect anything. Kids collect Happy Meal toys. You know, like they don't collect Nintendo games or Sega Genesis games or any. I, I don't I don't think I I don't think that I had my mind on amassing um, a library until I got to the Nintendo 64. That's when I start. That's when I started saying, you know what, I want to buy games just to have an extensive library. It was a Nintendo 64. And mostly that was because, you know, the way that that system was marketed and set up, you know, for uh, for uh, multiple people playing on one system and the four controller ports and all that good stuff. You know, I wanted I wanted my friends to have options. So and at that time I was buying my own games. So, you know, I had everything from the sports games to adventure games to your golden eyes to everything that could that could pull, you know, people into the same game together. I probably had it. And that was the first time that I actually started collecting things. But but looking back at that type of a collector, it's nothing compared to the collectors that I see, you know, nowadays. So my answer, honestly, is that, no, you don't have to have a certain amount of games in order to to uh, define yourself as a gamer. And it doesn't make you, uh, you know, to if, if you know, if you if you you know, if you're one of those gamers that has a gaming room or library or whatever you uh you 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 know you call that area um and it's just swamped with thousands of games from the entire history of video games in general you know it doesn't make you a better gamer um you know we we appreciate the enthusiasm i know i certainly do but it doesn't put one person over the other to say that that person you know is is a better version of what a gamer is we're all just gamers I mean, that's kind of how I look at it. So, I mean, take it or leave it, <laughs> you know, uh, that that's kind of my view. Um, my the other question um, that I had is, do you have to be a streamer on Twitch or YouTube in order to be a gamer? Now, what's funny is that, you know, we we're kind of going through this transition and in this transition, you know, we are allowing people to be observant to our gaming experiences. And it's, you know, it's really cool. I really do enjoy the evolution of of how we're observing gaming. Because, again, you know, thinking back about the days where I gamed, you know, a bunch, you know, and I, you know, my 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 observant points was having friends come over and watch me, you know, complete Mortal Kombat 2 or you know, um, beat Mike Tyson. Well, I've never beat Mike Tyson, but um, <laughs> beat Super Punch Out, you know, beat the Bruisers, you know, like th- those were my points of observation. And, you know, it's really cool because now we've transitioned that 
or the concept has transcended to where we can have the world observe because it is super cool to think that you have, you know, amassed an appreciation for a particular game or you go about beating a game a particular way or you want to challenge yourself to do, you know, to, to, you know, complete a game a certain way. Maybe you want to beat Castlevania without getting any sub weapons, just use the whip, don't even upgrade the whip. You know, maybe that's something you, you strive for. And I think that that also is something that has, you know, brought us into the more competitive nature of being gamers. Because when I look at some, like I look at some of these, um, you know, first I used to look at what they called long plays, which were basically people playing the game about as long as you would, but more so they would be playing the game in in a, in a way that if they just had the entire day to to uh, dedicate to playing this one game, because it would just be nonstop. It would it would never break. So you know, for the most part, you know, some games took anywhere between an hour and five hours or or whatnot, and people would never stop, and it would be crazy. Um, but then they started doing uh, what you know they they you guys know as speed runs and speed runs are super super cool because what i feel like they do is they 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 take advantage firstly i think it, it takes a a mastering mind to really take advantage of what could potentially be a speed run and then i think that also you have to understand particular exploitations within a particular game and then you just basically just ramp that up to a hundred and you know cut your hour and a half game experience down to like 18 minutes which is insane but it's done and it's possible and it's actually really really cool to watch so um again the question being you know whether you need to be a streamer or not again i I think the answer is no again I, i think it's it's something that puts a spotlight on your gaming ability but I don't think that it is a it is a deciding factor. And I think that some people have to realize that because I know when people say, oh, yeah, I'm a gamer. And then you the you know, they'll get the question. Oh, what's what's your what's your Twitch channel or what's your YouTube or, you know, and it's like not every person, <laughs> not every person who games, um, you know, puts their gaming out uh, on display like that. Not everybody does, you know, I mean, and it's it's not it's not at a fault. It's just in preference. Some people really just kind of want to do it. I don't want to call it old school because I really don't think that streaming is a, I don't think, I think streaming is an option. I don't think it's an evolution. I don't think streaming is an evolution of being a gamer. Cause then that, cause then that would essentially mean that I believe that streaming defines gaming and it doesn't. Um, but I do believe that it is a, it is a great medium for people who do want to showcase certain skills that they have in a particular uh, game. I mean, it's what it's there for, you know, and I love, I mean, I love watching uh, streamers. I love watching let's plays. I love watching, you know, um, you know, the series of some people will go through uh, some people will go through a game in a few days, you know, or or at at their leisure, which I really appreciate those kinds of games. Um, But it's basically like sitting at home, you know, with a friend that you know you're inviting over and just kind of sitting there watching them beat the game like you like you used to do um but but again at the same time you know for those people who like to get on get on uh you know on the streaming services and you know beat games in in a fraction of the time that it takes the average person to get through something i mean it's it's applaudable it's always applaudable i definitely appreciate every single person who who you know gives 
the world something to look at and something to observe in in that person and and i think everybody else would appreciate it too it's the reason that you know you have streamers you know who are super popular and have millions of views because you know they're they're uh you know they're projecting a skill set that not a lot of people have and people are extremely interested in securing those type of strategies and you know skills and maybe the maybe the person who's streaming has an aura about them and you know it is what it is like for me streaming is really hard i'm not gonna lie it's super hard because i could tell you right now i couldn't focus on gaming and talking to people to save my life um you know it's really because when i'm in a game i'm super into a game and not that i've ever had like you know hundreds of people in a chat while i'm gaming you know i've tried it a few times but in the few times that i've tried it and i've had people there i've totally missed out on them like i turned the game off and i'm like oh there are people over there talking okay yeah no i i, I can't but again going back to you know the original question it doesn't you know it doesn't make you any less of a gamer you know it doesn't doesn't make you you know any more of a gamer because you stream you know streaming is cool streaming is awesome um but it doesn't make or break you know your experience i mean that that's just that's just how i see it i mean everybody's different i think that you know for the most part you know gaming essentially is isn't is an evolving force that people you know from all over are invested in and i think that that's super cool um but we all but we all have to respect where we've entered this ecosystem from you know because not everybody's going to enter into gaming from the same entry point you get me i mean hopefully you get me okay so my my other question that i had is there an age on gaming now I'll take this one personally because like i said i've been gaming for decades i've been gaming for a super long time but i kind of want to know and and here and the reason why you know well okay so for me i you know again i'm gonna say my answer is no but um but um you know some people may feel different i don't know i think some people may feel different now what what's really cool is that um you know, my interest in gaming has not dissipated in any way. Actually, it's gotten more, you know, vibrant and more engaged because, you know, again, the way that gaming has just evolved in popular culture. You know, I never thought that gaming would get this big as a factor of entertainment, you know, because, again, for me, back when I was young it was just a way to pass time before or after homework now it is literally an option on how i want to entertain myself through a day through a day like i didn't i didn't get it you know it's really weird to think this especially considering that i came i came up i came up around the time that the uh gaming magazines were out and stuff but I, I never I never had a level of anticipation for any game when I was, you know, between between the NES and the Nintendo 64. It was literally one of those things where I just went to a store, a mall, a shopping center, um, a swap meet. And 
you just look at their games and you're like, oh, that looks fun. I used to buy I used to buy games based on covers. <laughs> like to be honest, I used to buy games based on their covers. And and you know, sometimes I was pleasantly surprised. For the most part, I was pleasantly surprised. And the reason why is because when you're young and you bought a game based whether it was off the cover or not, you were going to enjoy it. Why? Because you were not going to let your parents know that they made a bad decision getting you a particular game. I mean, you could have been a ballsy kid and said, "Mom, I don't like this." Um and I don't really remember how the process of returns and stuff were back in the day. Because, again, I, ne- I never complained about any game that I went out and got or uh, or had it purchased for me. The only game, and I'm, oh, my God, so ashamed to say this, but there's only been one game that I've ever taken back to uh, a store. And um, it's really, really funny because <laughs> I really went through this uh, this very just intricate process so this was around the time where i had the uh, sega dreamcast and i bought a game that uh, some of you may know some of you may not uh called sega gt now sega gt was uh supposed to be um you know the dreamcast answer to gran turismo uh, in some shape or form, it was. I mean, Gran Turismo honestly was far superior than any driving game that had come out because you had your test drives, you had your, um, you had your Need for Speeds, you had all kinds of uh, of car games, and you also had your vehicular uh, combat games. You know, with your twisted metals and whatnot. But uh, yeah, Gran Turismo was the bee's knees. And I went out and got Sega GT because I I really was a transformed Sega Dreamcast boy. I was like all about the Sega Dreamcast. I got my friend to buy one. You know, we were just talking it up. We had the best sports games. It was just, you know, we were like, oh, screw Madden. You know, it's all about 2K. Screw NBA Live. You know, it's, you know, it's all about NBA 2K. You know, like we were all about it. And this was one of the games I went out and par- purchased. Now, what was funny when I went out to buy it, I went out buying it knowing in my mind that there was a better game out there that I could experience elsewhere. But I just wanted to take the chance to see if, you know, I could I, I could possibly enjoy it. So I went and I bought Sega GT and... um I don't know why <laughs> I don't know why I did this, but I but I did it. And um, what I did was um, I took a razor, took the edge of the razor, and I basically just slit the top end of the jewel case and just slipped the disc out. And I kept that cellophane and I played the game completely I I wasn't as invested in it as I thought I was going to be. I wasn't. I was like, okay, yeah, this isn't a great game. I think I want something else. So I slipped it, I slipped it back into the cellophane and I closed it back up and then I I razor bladed a very thin piece of of clear uh tape and I connected it back and just really just just finely kind of creased it with my with my finger so that it was so the tape was like right on the curve no edges or anything like that it looked like it was brand freaking new and i returned that game and it was super funny because i returned the game 
for um for a game that uh, actually started my interest in the uh, horror uh, fr- uh genre and that was uh silent hill um i w- i returned that game and bought silent hill uh for the playstation and um <laughs> and that was also me buying it because of the cover because they were showing um uh what's his name i think it's harry yeah his his face was on the cover in a in a photo negative and i was like i don't know why but that just looks interesting and i'm very psyched to see what type of game it is and holy crap uh did i uh make a good choice so yeah that was my little story about how i duped a, a store into taking back and they like never look i mean well no actually actually what was funny was she did look at it she looked at it to make sure that it that i hadn't opened it on any sides and she completely missed the tape and uh yeah she just she returned it as a as a full purchase and uh and and i got um silent hill and yeah so sorry to that little story it was a mom and pop so i am sorry but um but i mean hey i i didn't just get money for it and i didn't just return you know the game and leave i did get something else so i'm not that bad of a guy <laughs> but yeah um so yeah uh go <laughs> I, I completely went left field is is does age factor into gaming no it doesn't you can be a gamer that's uh you know anywhere between i i'm not even gonna say between because i know people i know parents who put controllers in kids hands very very young and i know you know many youtubers i watch that are you know older than me that are gaming and and having fun with it and it's cool and i think it's awesome now my last question that i wanted to address and this is the more controversial question um are girls or disabled people capable of being classified as gamers. And I mean, this is a no brainer. It's a resounding absolute, absolute yes. Like there's no such thing, especially in the gaming community as discrimination. There, you know, like I'm sitting here talking about all of these substandards and and for the most part, if you, if you haven't caught the theme, everything's been no. Because you have to realize that being a gamer is for everybody. And no matter if you're like the average human being, if you only have one arm, if you're a girl who acts like a boy, if you're a boy who acts like a girl, if you're a really prissy girl, if you're a really manly man, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you identify as. Doesn't matter what you want to be or what you are. You are a gamer. If you really enjoy games, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Nobody can look at you and say, oh, well, you're a girl, so it really doesn't count. Oh, well, you don't even have any arms and you play with the Microsoft special controller. So that fight didn't count. Oh, well, you only play, you know, you're a girl. So I'm pretty sure you only play strategy games. So, you know, like it doesn't none of this stuff matters. Like I, I could think of a 100 different different, you know, scenarios that some 
you know, someone who I would I would I would label them an idiot would try to claim how a person can't possibly be a gamer and it would just be like, dude, you're wrong. Anybody and everybody can be a gamer, man. I I'm serious. Like like I don't like the one thing I really enjoy about the gaming community is that we're we're all inclusive and 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 no no person stands on the outside looking in. And there's and, and the, the other thing, and this this has been something that's been big in my life. You know, the the one thing the one thing that I've always struggled with is the concept of initiation. That's why I never wanted to join anything or anyone in, in any kind of group setting because I, I don't I don't want to be held to a substandard, which is the whole list that I went through here on, on the podcast. And the funny part about it is that doesn't exist in gaming. That's why I am such a big gamer. Because I didn't have to check off a list to say, okay, are these the things that you are able to do, willing to do, or can or can't do, and we'll, de we'll decide whether how much of a gamer you are. Like, no. And I think that's the beautiful thing about gaming, man. Like, it's it's again, it's all-inclusive. You're a gamer as long as you want to be. You know, if, if you take a two-year hiatus, I, I've known people who, who've done that. I've done it. You know, like I, I've had I had a period in my life where I could like I, you know, I, I talk I talk to people a lot about how I, I didn't play the PS3. That's because at that point in my life, I couldn't. And I could rare I could barely play things on the 360. You know, I was lucky to play some of the games on the 360, but for the most part, I missed out on that whole generation. And I'm not, you know, I'm not any less of a gamer for it. It's just circumstances, man. And we all enter into the gaming community when we can or when we want. And we leave as, as, as you know, as, as uh, you know, as much on that same, same stretch. You know, if people, you know, if you don't want to be a gamer anymore, that's your right. You know, it's not it's not a it's not a form of sacrilege or suicide. If you say, you know what, I'm just going to sell all my games and just get out of this whole thing because it's just dumb. OK, if you feel like that and if you come back later, you're never going to get a peep out of me that says, I thought you said it was dumb. No, no, because it's all inclusive. And gaming is such a wonderful place for for the inclusion of everybody. That's why I love the community that I'm in. You know, when I talk on Twitter and I'm speaking to people, you know, the, the biggest thing I get is the experience. All of the experience I get out of all of these individuals that I speak with, it's such a beautiful thing. And it, and it helps me learn so much more about gaming in general, the community at large and where we are going in the journey to continue growing as a medium. It is such a beautiful thing. And I really appreciate it. I really do. I appreciate it like no other. And I hope that you guys do too. I really do. So um, some other things we're going to, we're going to kind of transition here. Um, as many of you know, I do weekly polls on Twitter. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter, more TA podcast on Twitter. And uh, yeah, we get some polls going and get people talking and get things buzzing. And man, I, I had a couple that I put out that I uh, kind of wanted to 
kind of wanted to bring up and just, uh, you know, bring some attention to. So my my first question, um, well, it doesn't even go in any any order, but one of my questions was, what's your hopes for 2021? You know, you want to be a better you? You want to have new friends, new adventures? Do you not care? You know, like, what's your deal? And listen, the majority of people said, look, I'm looking for new friends and new adventures. And I love that. Nobody, nobody. And now this this was this was the alarming thing. Nobody voted about being uh, a better version of themselves, a new them. And I thought that was cool. Why would I think that's cool to get zero on, on, a, on a vote? Because it showed me the comfort that many people have just being who they are. And that was cool. I love that. That that to me said, hey, I am who I am. Not going to change myself. But with who I am, I would love to have more people around me experiencing new things. That was cool. So I applaud everybody who participated in that particular poll because it resonated with me a bunch. My next question was, what games are we likely to see release in 2021? Now, you know, there's always rooms for surprises and stuff like that. But there are a lot of games that, you know, uh, we know are coming. We have been, you know, privy to information and are basically on the wait to see when they're going to drop. And I uh, I had a few um, lists, a few on the list. And it was Elden Ring. It was Final Fantasy 16, Metroid Prime. And then I had the uh, the question i mean they the response of i just don't care and in the response 51 percent of people believe that they're going to see elden ring this year they're going to see elden ring this year now 51 percent is a lot that's a lot it's over half and do i stand with the half or do i stand on the other side and honestly, I'm going to stand on the other side because I believe that there's a lot more work to be done. I believe that there this is going to I mean, the one thing that you you know about any Soulsborne game is that there is no lack of story. And this is Miyazaki that we're talking about, you know, in 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 pinning his own stories on the narrative of how the Soulsborne series has, you know, gone. But now this guy has George R. R. Martin, the, the you know, the Game of Thrones, you know, matriarch. And that that's who's pinning your your story, bruh. You take all the time you need because this is literally going to be like with George R. R. Martin on you know on the pen, I would say this. If we hear anything about Elden Ring in 2021, it's going to be in late 2021 to announce for maybe a spring release of 2022. That's my take that's my prediction that's what i feel because i'm thinking that it that they are going to make a robust 
story. Miyazaki's gonna he he is the master of the type of game that he's gonna make. So that's that's in the bag. But I think what I'm really interested in understanding when I do grab that game eventually is where is the story going to take us? I I'm ready for a new adventure uh, in addition to the games under the Soulsborne umbrella. So, yeah, 51 percent people believe they're going to see it this year. I just don't. Um, 29 percent of people said they believe that they're going to see Final Fantasy 16 this year, 2021. And I would be on the greater half of the number to say, yes, I do believe that we're going to see Final Fantasy 16 this year. Um, one of the reasons being is that uh, we we have a huge gap already between 15 and now. And um, I don't believe that they have to develop under a new engine. Uh, they could use the engine that they used with Final Fantasy. I believe it was the Unreal Engine, too. Um but they can use the same engine that they used um, to create 16. They have a lot of the same assets. Um, you just got to up them for the current generation of systems and you're cooking. And I think that's what they're going to do. You know, and, and, you know, if the argument is, well, they can't use the same engine because blah, it's like, you know, do you do you guys understand that they everything that they develop is already on PC? And usually what they do when they develop on PC, they scale down for systems. This just means that they won't have to scale so much. They, they won't have to scale it down so much. It's not going to require so much. Um, so many resources on any of the newer systems, It you know, just, uh, you know, when they develop for the particular, uh, you know, subspaces. As in, you know, the Xbox versus the PS5, there are going to be these little nuances that they need to iron out. Other than that, the game's going to look beautiful. It's going to be based on tech that they've already mastered. I do believe that this game is going to come out 2021. If I have to say when in 2021, I'm going to say summer. It's going to be a summer release. Summer release 2021. That's my that's my bet. And then 6%, 6 said metroid prime six percent said metroid prime four they don't believe that this game's coming they don't believe this game is coming now now i now i would okay so where do i stand on this i'm gonna i'm gonna stand on the fence i'm gonna be on the fence and the reason i'm gonna be on the fence is because of this i think we should have it in 2021 because because it's been such a large gap in time when they announced that they were working on it. It's been huge. I mean, it hasn't been cyberpunk huge, but it's been huge, right? For Nintendo. But I'm straddling on the other side of the fence because it is Nintendo. And Nintendo will take all of the time they need to make sure that they have this game completely ready and when it comes out it, it there's no question this game is going to be masterfully done and it's not it, it it's going to get a 10 out of 10 i'm certain of this it's 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 not going to be a bad game but here's the bigger question are we going to see metroid prime 4 before we see breath of the wild 2 and i don't think so i think we're i think honestly Okay, I'm going to put my bet out there. I think we're going to see both. I think we're going to see both games come out the same year. And I think that um, 
I think that Metroid Prime 4 will come out holiday, so later in 2021, and I believe that Breath of the Wild 2 will come out in the fall. I believe it'll come out maybe in August or something something of that sort. So that that's that's where I'm standing. That's just kind of how I see it. And for the 14% who said they don't care, look, listen, <laughs> listen, maybe you're just playing another game, something that <laughs> doesn't doesn't fall in the category of what I put on this poll. It's okay. And I'm sorry. <laughs> well, anyway, guys, I hope I hope because I know I am. I hope you guys are having a fantastic uh start to uh 2021 this is going to be a awesome year i'm i'm calling it because we've all been through such a trying time in 2020 and we deserve a little love we deserve a lot of video games and we deserve each other so you guys know the drill with that being said take care of yourselves and each other and i will see you guys next time bye guys (laughs) 